This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Red Table Talk After Show. Today we are unpacking white privilege. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. I'm not a twerker, but you know. Not a twerker. We try. We try. What's up, guys? This is the Red Table Talk After Show. So happy to have you here again on this lovely Monday. I'm Tyler Simone, and I couldn't do this without my lovely co host. What's up, y'all? It's the one and only the Tyler Tyson. The Tyler Tyson. I do that every time. (laughs) I don't know. It's never going to change. Just in case, you know. I can't help it. Well, as you guys know, we got into it in this episode. Uh, it was jam-packed, filled with knowledge, <laughs> quotes. I was enlightened, and it was a good time. Oh, it was a great time. For some reason, I feel like your home is just filled with like post-it notes, like everywhere of like <laughs> quotes and, and sayings and like words yes. of inspiration and all of that. But yeah, this episode was just jam-packed with knowledge and information, so many different perspectives. Yes. Um, and of course, we already know the age range because Willow's so young and it just goes all the way. Like it's it was great. It was a great conversation. It was a I great wish conversation. there had been some men, but I'm okay. You wish there was men? A little bit. A little bit. I could see that. But I liked having the women there. Oh yeah. I um because I just they were all so involved in the conversation. Men sometimes can be a little bit less open when they're confronted confronted with conversations like that not to, to say right that man. yeah you have to find the right man that's all i'm Absolutely. gonna say the right, <laughs> and the only reason i say that is because if everything is about learning and growing and moving on i mean they're just always different perspectives right so in order to fully get the as close to the full spectrum of an idea thought i feel like you have to include men into a conversation that's like a group of men having a conversation and there being no women but they're talking about things that involve women it's yeah. like yeah you got part of it but there's so much more that a man's not going to know or yeah. be able to come up with that a woman can. So that I just feel true. like they're just a couple places. You know, the guys don't have to be on the entire show, yeah. but just in places they could like just Insert have a couple them. guys come on through, tell Will to sit down, you know, <laughs> something, somebody. But I, okay, I agree with that. If the conversation was still about privilege, but maybe their goal was to really hop on the topic of like black men in society and yeah. like that whole conversation. Very similar, but two different things at the same time. Absolutely. So I get that. So at the beginning of the episode, we learned about what racism is exactly. And a lot of people uh, think it's one thing and then other people think it's another. Right. So um, Gammy gave us. Come on, <laughs> no cards. <laughs> Pull them out just like she did. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So she says, it's a structure, not an event. A group's collective prejudice is backed by institutional control, a system of advantage based on race, advantages known as white privilege taken for granted by white people. 
And that's pretty much what I know racism racism to be. Mm-hmm. Like the, what I loved is that they actually broke down yes. what racism was because I know so many people, and I think even I don't think I have said this, but maybe I've thought it. I think um, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, everyone can be racist. And it's like, well, that everyone can be prejudiced. Everyone can be bigots. Everyone can discriminate. Yes, absolutely. Wholeheartedly. And you find people in every race that are prejudiced, that do discriminate, all of those things. But racism itself requires a system to be in place and requires somebody to be in control of a system that says no matter how many times you jump through the hoop, we're still going to oppress you. And unfortunately, the only group of people that's in charge of the overall system is the white race. So right. therefore, that is why everyone is like, oh, well, black people, Hispanics, Asians, whoever else can't fully be racist because what system like, you know, if I'm doing something to someone else, what can I really effectively do to change this white man or white girl's life? There's nothing I can do. I don't run a system that's going to perpetually discriminate against her, her family for generations. Like, yeah, it would be you. They would come after you. It's just me being a prejudiced bigot. Yeah. But as far as like being a racist, I can't, I don't even have the system to be a racist. So I just love the fact that they like broke it down, broke it down like that. I think I, I was happy that they did that too, because racism is a word we just throw out there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Where mm-hmm. someone says something disrespectful, it's like, oh, you're racist. racist. It's an easy word. It's, yeah. It's, it's, what do they call them? Like a whistle word. I forget the actual terminology, but it's one of those words where if you're feeling some type of, this is the word you drop. Yeah. You drop that one. You drop, you drop. And it's like, I mean, unfortunately, we're, we're Americans. Our educational system is not the best. And no. we use no. words incorrectly all the time. All like, the time. Pet peeve alert. I hate when people say, oh, I just want to check and see where his head is at. You should never use that in a sit like. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. We, we just say things incorrectly all the time. We do. We do say things incorrectly. Uh, something else they, they brought up was wanting white women to or white. I, they kept saying white women. I think it's just because this conversation, they were all women or women at the table. Mm. But it's just white people in general but it's white people not taking responsibility for what has happened and not necessarily allowing us to be angry about it without trying to keep it you know like don't you know don't say too much keep that on the hush they don't really want to be looked at as the bad person and it's not they didn't do anything to us but it did happen and and i think that's so the difficulty I've always I've always found talking about race to be a very easy conversation because at the end of the day if I'm sitting at a table with a group of people and we're in the 21st century clearly none of us were around right. to enslave anyone to beat anyone to do any of the dark things that have happened in our history. However, I think that we should all be able to talk about because in order to grow, move, evolve, get past it, you have to you have to address it. It's like 
being in a relationship and I'm mad at you and we're just going to constantly be around each other. We're going to keep watching TV. We're going to keep going to dinner, but we never talk. It's yeah. awkward as hell. Like you have to address the elephant in the room. And so I just feel like in most cases, if we could all just sit, have a conversation um, and not look at the other one like, okay, well, you just don't understand. That would be us to them. Mm-hmm. And then they're telling us, oh, well, you just need to get over it. Like nothing will ever get settled that way. No. Like it's like you have to understand, okay. They weren't there. They don't deal with all the things that we deal with on a continual basis. So they're not seeing our point of view. It's my duty, job, whatever you want to call it, to try to get you to see where I'm coming from. Right. But then on the flip side of that, you have to be willing to be like, you know what? I do want to understand why Tyler is always a little agitated when this happens. I do want to understand why, you know, when we go out or whatever and he seizes up when the police are around or whatever, what that's about. Like, I do. So there has to be coming to the middle ground on both sides. Definitely. And that was the point was that we as black people, we can't shut them out if they're coming and they're genuinely interested and they're trying to learn and they want to be an ally to us. We cannot shut them out because we'll get nowhere. But they also mentioned there being a lack of trust because we've been deceived for so long over and over again. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, it's like PTSD. It's like it's it's a double edged sword because this is the thing. We're all in this thing together. We all got to this place in society because of all of our collective ancestors coming together and doing whatever they did. Yeah. So now we're having to unpack all of this. And you just can't go into a situation always feeling like, well, I'm just never going to trust you because yeah. of what your ancestors have done to me over and over and over again. Now, yes, you should have a little, you know side eye or at least go in cautiously Mm -hmm. but and you know i am not i don't know if i should say this but i am not (laughs) the the most traditionally religious person if that makes any sense but i do know a little bit about religion and a little bit about the good book Mm -hmm. um and it does say that you are when someone does you wrong you're supposed to turn the other cheek and when you turn the other cheek it's not oh you know what you did this wrong to me so now i'm gonna turn the other cheek but now i'm gonna stand back away from you no actually the whole act of if you believe in any type of faith is you turn the other cheek And you're trusting so much that you're still going to extend that cheek and you give that person the opportunity to betray you again. And it sounds crazy as hell. But listen, that's what the good book says. So if you're that type of believer, then I mean... Not saying that well, I if, you, if you are, then there it is. There it well, is. Well, people like to grab to. I only bring it up because yeah. people love to go the Christian route or the religious route. And it's like, okay, cool. If that's what you're going to do, yeah, if then that's what do exactly what it says. Yeah. And it says turn the other cheek and you're also supposed to extend it. So don't don't BS me on this whole scripture thing. <laughs> yes. Um, but I feel like that's part of the that's part of the issue. But I feel that white people don't always. Lori, why are you laughing? I'm looking at this chat. I'm sorry. I just happened to glance down in this chat room. Um, D O D, and it's D period, O period, D period. Um, He's going in. He says, shut him out. He said, it should be black only. BSU people are assimilated. I don't think we're assimilated. I think it's literally just understanding, like, first of all, if somebody, if it's family or whoever, Mm -hmm. somebody does something to you, I am not 
walking around angry for the rest of my life. Like, that takes too much energy. I don't have the time and resources to do that. I'm trying to take over the world and be a media mogul. So what I'm not going to do is achieve that by being angry. And also, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. And as I just said, if someone does me wrong, I can forgive you, move on, put you in a certain category, and still do what I need to do. There's no need to be angry and be like, oh, well, I just don't trust. I have been done wrong by everyone. Mm-hmm. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, like you pick some a race. I've been done, been done wrong by them, but I'm also not counting out every white, black, Asian, Hispanic person. Like, no, yeah. there there's good people in every race. So yeah, definitely, no, and you need everyone to to make things better. Yeah, like, you can't do it by yourself. And and that's what I've never understood about the misconceptions and the negative idea that our people have. Because, like you said, there's good people in every race. There's bad people in in every race, every ethnicity. I have never, growing up and being black, have never put someone in a box because of their skin tone. Mm -hmm. So maybe it just goes back to the way you were raised, I guess. But I don't feel like that's an excuse. Like, once you get older, you know, being our age, at this point in time, you should not still have that mindset that to me just says you're closed off because you i'm sure you've been surrounded by people of color who were very nice Mm -hmm. they didn't give you any reason to believe otherwise but for some reason you still have that that idea in your head so once you get older there's just really no excuse you need to take control and read more like they mentioned in this episode read more ask questions and just be open to learning yeah the whole thing is in life you're learning from others like the tyler that is before you even if i'm black proud to be black went to a hbcu i do everything i can to uplift my community and give back as much as i can not just to the black community but to everyone um i still know that the person that i am is that same person that you know, was in Europe at six years old or at 16 or however many times that I went that did go to a predominantly white school where at one point in my life, every last one of my friends were white. Like, yeah, I would not be this guy if I didn't go through and have those experiences. And I don't take any of those experiences for granted. And I think I mentioned before I was on the episode, they talked about like writing down or looking at your friend circle Mm -hmm. and is your friend circle i think was one of the questions in the fishbowl is your friend circle ethnically diverse yeah and so i didn't do that but i just kind of thought about it and i was like huh i don't really have any close friends of other ethnicities like i have some some friends or some associates or some people i'm really cool with yeah of Every ethnicity. But I mean, like, those people, I, like, if something's going on in my life, I'm picking up the phone, like, this is yeah. what's going on. I yeah, need yeah. your help. Yeah, you no, know, all those. of those are black. Whereas at one point, they were all white. But mm. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like you go through different phases in your life. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm closed off to anybody else. It's just that at this stage, this is just... This is just what it, what is. it is. Yeah, same here. My closest friends are black, but I have a lot of people that I'm really cool with that are not black and I get along with them just as well. Our bond's not as strong, I would say, but yeah. And that can change. Yeah, like it I can said, always like, change. Probably 10 years ago, that was a different story. My, my circle wasn't, was not all yeah. black, but it just, and it wasn't like I went out and changed anything or did anything different. Just life takes you in different directions. Yeah. And I just believe in being open to letting, if you are cool and you're kind hearted, 
and I feel like we agree on most things, even if we don't agree, like you're just cool and we vibe. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Like, that's I it. I agree. So it can easily change. Yeah, I can. I have a question. I just thought about this right now. Um, I was thinking about reading, as we were talking about earlier, and have you ever went out of your way to read a book about a culture that's not yours to learn about it and to understand more about them and their culture? Because I haven't. I haven't went out of my way to get a book and like really read about Asian culture, anything like that. So that thought came to me because I was just thinking, you know, like I haven't really taken the step in trying to broaden my knowledge about other cultures. And that's they were bringing up to the white women at the table. It's like, do you go out of your way to learn or what? Um, so I, first of all, let me just put this on front street. I am not one to just pick up books and just read them. Um, I have to be drawn to a book Mm -hmm. or be in them. Like my, my book relationships fluctuate. So some, there are some periods I'm just all in. Every time you see me, I have a book and then there are others. And the last thing on my mind is a book. But (laughs) what saves me is I love podcasts and I love, um, documentaries yeah and so love documentaries all of my learning and and trying to learn more about other cultures and all usually comes from the documentaries um gotcha so that that that's all i got but i i ha- i'm also very well traveled now clearly i'm not you know in a new country every month or every two months or anything like that but just i was fortunate enough to be exposed to a lot of different um, ethnicities and, and different people and cultures. And so that kind of, like you said earlier, it's kind of like how you were raised. And yeah. from early on, that's how I was raised. I'm used to being the only person in a room besides like maybe one other person, one or two other people that looks like me. Yeah. So that forces you in a normal way to get to know everyone else. Yeah. So, Yeah. True. I think it is your environment that really does change it up. But it I, can. But I think a lot of people just don't have that desire. A lot of people yeah. don't like, um, I don't remember if it was Jada, someone on the show talked about how, and they applied it to white women, but I really think it applies to everyone. It's just that the media TV has, it makes it seem like it's white women more than anyone else. And that could be true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we just get self-absorbed a lot of times in our own thing. Yeah. And how does it affect me? Oh, and I'm in my mind, I don't know what the thought process is, but if I'm not in the black race and I see a young black kid getting getting um, harassed and then ultimately killed by the police and nothing happening, yeah, I take it personally. Yes, I'm outraged because mm-hmm. of I feel a connection. I'm like, oh, that could easily be me. If I were to have a son, that could be my son. That could be my little brother. All yeah, of those yeah. things. They don't have that connection because that's not them. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like... If we're living in California, but there's a hurricane in Florida, how many people in California really give a damn about the hurricane in Florida? Unless Unless you have family, Mm -hmm. which I do, in Florida. So I just think that we are just in a culture where if it doesn't directly affect us, we have a hard time, like, really buying into it. And I just think that racism is one of those things. Yeah, I think so, too. Unfortunately. And it's just such a powerful thing. Because if it's something like you said with Florida... I'm not necessarily hurting anyone by not 
being more involved and like learning more about it. But with racism, I think God, I was going to say not speaking up about it is hurting someone, but both ways. Yeah, I just think you do need to put forth the effort to learn more about how that other person is being affected by all of this because it's sad. It's really, I mean, do they get sad when they see news stories? Like, I mean, but it's, it, I think it, it requires more than just being sad, though, because I feel like if, it you're, does. if you're a human and you have a heart, you're going to be sad. Like, it, I mean, yes. every time we turn on the TV and there's like, oh, well, this group, their whole family's being ripped apart and they're in cages at the border. Okay, this group, they're being denied entry into the country altogether. Okay, this group, every time we turn around, the police is shooting them. And, oh, we thought he was armed. Oh, it was a comb. Oh, it was uh, some candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was nothing. Like, and that just happens over and over and over again. Oh, 20 kids were shot up in a school a couple months ago. Oh, it, people yeah, were shot yeah. up at the wall. Like, sad stuff is happening every day. But we're in a culture, and people don't want to face it. They want to do like they're doing in this chat room and blame everybody else instead of taking ownership and saying, you know what? In order for the shootings to stop happening every time we go to a public place, okay, we collectively have to come together and change our gun laws. Yeah. Okay, in order for the police to be held responsible for killing these unproportionately or disproportionately killing these black kids for no reason at all except for the fact that they're black okay that's going to require not just black people not just uh poor people or what not Mm -hmm. just minorities it's going to require everyone to come together and hold the police accountable in order for those people in charge that are prohibiting people from coming into the country that are tearing families apart in order for those things to change we can't just be sad people have to get up and vote and decide you know what it's time to make some changes because this is this is getting out of control yeah so i think we're we're beyond the sad stage and it's oh, time yeah. for people to actually start doing something it's just that i people don't really seem to want to do much if if it's not affecting them they don't necessarily care um and amy had brought that up she was uh the white woman at the table and she was saying you know like even if an individual was prejudiced towards her and said something negative towards her it really doesn't matter because she can walk out of that room into a white world as she put it so really they just the way we're treated on a daily basis is just so different I can't I I blame them for not for not doing their own work, but I can't blame them for not um just not being subjected to it, I guess is the word. I think that up until what maybe 5 years ago maybe the word right white privilege wasn't even spoken. Yeah. And so for there to be this term of this of of white privilege and then go through the steps of defining oh this is what white privilege is i don't think it's ex- i don't think it's expected for everyone to just automatically know what it is like if and i'm trying to be devil's advocate and put myself in someone else's uh shoes mm-hmm. and so if i am a white man and you come up to me and all of a sudden i've been living my life what i think is my normal life this whole time yeah i've had some black friends here and there like i've got I've never had any race issues everything's been great yeah and then here you come and you're we're having a discussion and you bring up, oh, well, you just don't get it because of your white privilege. Now, I'm kind of taken aback, like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I've never even heard this term. What is yeah. white? So having to even break down what that is, I thought they did a great job of that yes. on the show also. And just simply bringing out the fact that it's something so simple as, OK, well, when you go to the grocery store, you expect a certain type of service. 
you get that certain type of service. When we go to the grocery store, the sad part is we expect that type of service. Most times we don't get it. Yeah. Just something that simple and basic. Yeah. That is an example of white privilege, being able to endure certain things, maybe even having traumatic instances in your life, Mm -hmm. but just simply because of the color of your skin, you can drive and not have to worry about the police. Mm -hmm. You can, there are no, there are no major boundaries in your way to achieving what you want to achieve. If you set your mind to it, whereas with us, we're, when we come up to get into the game of life, mm-hmm. we're already like 10 steps behind. Right, right, right. And then along the way, we still have to navigate all these different barriers and all these different things mm-hmm. that are thrown our way to try to make us fail. Yeah. Like that's, that's. I mean, that's what it is. Those yeah. are the things that we're trying to change. Right. And when you when you talk about everything out loud like that, I think they get defensive because it's not something that they asked for. Like, we didn't ask to be black. Mm. Like, you didn't ask to be white. But because you're white, you have white privilege. It wasn't necessarily a choice for you to have it. And I think that that's where they start to get defensive. It's like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, do this and that. But white privilege, for, for me, an example would be just entitlement. It's entitlement. I mean... This is not all white people because I haven't met all white people, but white people that I come in contact with, it's entitlement when it comes to, you know, being first in line or feeling like you should be tended to first or just feeling like you come before other people in a lot of different ways. Um, And they're not necessarily they don't even know that it's happening because that's just that's that's the way it's been for your whole entire life. And then there's us. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think so. This is this is what I would say to anyone that's white that may be watching or whatever. You should not be def- feel defensive. Feel like you need to be defensive if someone says that you have benefited what? from white, white privilege. privilege. I don't think that that, and I also don't think that that is uh, used as a term of like negative or derogatory. It's yeah. it's just simply laying out the facts yes. and it's saying, you know congratulations and like yo you made it to this point but please understand that your path was a lot easier than the path of a minority or someone a person of color i hate the word minority a person of color um and it's just simply just even if we same age same height uh both come from middle class families both went to the same school i mean if everything is still the same and laid out in front of you yeah the path of the the person of color and the path of the white person is just going to be different. So different. Even if everything is the same, it's going to be different simply based on the color of your skin. And and all I think that what they were trying to say in the show and what I think most ethnic groups are trying to get our white counterparts to understand is just simply acknowledge it. Yeah. Don't acknowledge. be sorry for it. Don't don't beat yourself up and be and like, don't and don't pretend don't, it's don't, not happening. Don't be defensive like you did something wrong. Like just ignore. Yeah, you're right. This is it's an unfair game. Yeah, we do need to make things more equal and balanced because you're right. There are systems in place to make sure that only I win, and then everybody else. If you if you can make it past the sharks and the fiery pit and everything else, then kudos to you. But I don't have to do all of that. Yeah, and. I think Jada put it the best. I believe it was Jada who said it, but she said it is up to white people to use their platform and their positions to bring up the fact that it's not diverse. Like at work, if you walk into a conference room and everybody at the table is white, 
it would be your job to be like, why isn't is there more? Yeah. yeah, like, why aren't there more people of color at the table? If you guys don't say anything, then things continue to just be the same. Yeah. But this is the thing. And I, they said this on the show, uh, that we need each other. And yes. I, I keep, whenever I think of um, people making ignorant comments and deciding they're not going to be open and all of, I just look at all of the darkest parts and moments in our country's history. In order for us to get past any of that, we all had to come together. When you think of this in the, the most recent being the civil rights movement of the 60s, in order for Martin Malcolm and whomever else to come through and do anything, it wasn't just all black people got together and, oh, they made the change by themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. There were hundreds of thousands of white people that joined the marches. There were hundreds of thousands that 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 were right there with Dr. Yes. King um, whenever he was speaking and trying to help. There were people in the legislature that, like, so my point is that there were white people all along the way to make this happen. Same thing with the women's movement in the 20s, women getting the right to vote. That wasn't just the group of women coming together and say, oh, you know what? We want to vote now. And then it happened. No, there yeah. were white and black men, white and black women, Hispanic. Everyone came together at that particular point in time. Now, of course, there were people that opposed it. But everyone came together at that particular point in time and said, you know what? Women are equal. Women do deserve the right to vote. Boom, we need to make this happen. So my point is everyone has to come together in order for any of this to work. Any of the things that we've talked about on this show, the love, the police brutality, the the, the shootings, all of that, in order for that to stop, we all have to come together. Absolutely. We need each other. We really do. Um, and Rachel had brought up a good point about that and coming together. She said that white women often choose their whiteness over their womanhood because there is deep safety in that and there's protection from the white man. So women are divided because we're all different races, of course. But then there's still the men and women division, uh, which it, it just... Listen... There's division in every single race, and it's disgusting because yeah. within the black race, there's division. Within the Latin race, there's division. Within the white race, there's division. The Asian race, I mean, everybody always wants, the problem is everyone wants to feel better than or superior to whomever I'm comparing myself to. So I can, at this point, I'm talking about the black race. Yeah. So within the black community, you have the black Americans, you have the Jamaicans, you have the Haitians. So many. You have the, the um, oh, what's the mix? Latinos. You have all of, but then there's the hierarchy, which is better than which. And within the, the Latin community, you have the Cubans, you have the Puerto Ricans, you have the Dominicans, and it just breaks down from there. This one thinks they're better than that one. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah. is better than this one. Oh, well, we were freed here, but y'all still were enslaved until then. Like, yeah. it's just so much. And it's really, at the end of the day, we are the same. We're the same. We are exactly the same. If you are same. Haitian, if you are Jamaican, if you are Bahamian, if you are Black American, even if you are from the continents of Africa, Nigerian or something like that, you're still the same. Yeah. At the end of the day, guess what? When you strip away the Haitian, you strip away the Jamaican, you're black. Yes. And that's You're just... born black, you're going to die black. You're black. <laughs> same with the Latins. Yeah. You're Hispanic. That's it. Yeah. It and, doesn't matter if you're Mexican or Cuban. You're still Hispanic. And that's the thing. It has to do with the human race in general also. Yeah. Like, we are all... We're different colors, but we're all the same. And I think that's... That was lost a long time ago. It's it's so divided now. 
And everybody, like you said, someone feels like it's they're better than the next person. When in reality, we're all human beings. You can just appreciate everyone's differences. Like that's the cool. The cool thing is we're all alike, but we're also different. But that's what makes us so freaking dope. Yeah. Like no, I'm not like a a Latin guy, but the Latin guy's not like me either. But that's what makes us dope. Yeah. No, I'm not just like a white guy. The white guy's not like me either. But that's what makes us dope. We are supposed to build on each other's strengths, like where they're strong and I'm weak. I'm supposed to lean on them for that. Where I'm strong and they're weak, they're supposed to lean on me. Like, yeah, I don't understand why there's this. Okay, we're different, but I'm slightly better than you because I grew up over here and I did that. No, that's yeah. stupid. Or I'm slightly better than you because my skin is lighter. It's like neither one of us <laughs> chose our skin. We just it's all going to turn. It's all going to wrinkle. <laughs> all of your hair is going to turn great. Like there is no difference. There is no difference at all. Wow. You know, that's why I find learning and watching because I love documentaries, too. Like you said, I love watching documentaries and videos and learning about other cultures that way like i find it interesting to just learn more and you know it's really eye-opening you're supposed to always be learning all the time in order to grow and evolve you gotta learn you do have to learn yeah okay well i hope all this made sense i feel like there's just so much so much to unpack in like 45 minutes it's hard man if you have not uh seen this particular episode of red table Make sure you go and yes. watch it. Uh, and then I I challenge everyone that listens to this video, talk to your friends. Like, have a genuine discussion. Yeah. Don't make it a thing, like, you know, where everybody's all tent. Have a free-flowing discussion. Oh, wow, you know what? Yeah, I can improve in this area. Oh, you know what? When this happened, I should have said this. When that happens again, I'm not going to do that. The next time I go to this meeting and, you know, there are no women or no people of color, I'm actually going to ask why. Yeah. I'm not just going to sit and be like, oh, well, another day in the office. Like, no, I'm going to ask why. Yeah. Like, and when you, little stuff. Yeah. When you learn from your friends who are different from you, I feel like you just have a, a better outlook when it comes to the real world and meeting people like them. Now you kind of understand how they feel inside. It's just empathy and being empathetic for other people. So. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, let's do the news. The Mr. and Mrs. Smith segment. Oh, Ooh. okay. <laughs> yes, come on through. That's that's right. kind of nice. Well, this is Tyler Tyson with your Mr. and Mrs. Smith news update. Oh, yes. I feel like I need like a brown liquor drink and like a cigar or something. But anyway, uh, so starting things off with the um, matriarch of the Smith family, which is Jada. So she and Will were on vacation for a good part of the last couple of weeks. And so the next couple of videos are just some of her... Um, adventures while she was on vacation. <laughs> She's so cute. I just thought that was a dope little video. I wish I could I do those type of videos. The next video, I think she was on a beach. Yeah, let's take a look at that one. I love it. So I, I feel like I don't know if this is a stereotype or not. Can, correct me if I'm wrong. Why don't do black women just normally get braids when they go on vacation? Is that just the thing? Because I'm noticing it's, every time someone's going on vacation, even my friends, I'm like, oh, y'all always do get braids. Well, it's because then you don't have to worry about your hair. You can go swimming, swimming in it, yes. and then you can wash it. I it figured. just makes it so much easier. And speaking of Jay, um, Willow and Jaden posted some pictures. Well, actually, this was on Jaden's page. He's showing his sister some love uh, with a couple posts, and they are just absolutely adorable. Oh, um, 
So yeah, a couple pictures of Will and Willow and and Jaden, and then finally Jaden is still going around. You know, performing. I didn't bore y'all with another performance because I swear every week I'm bringing you a video of him on a concert. So this is just a quick picture of him uh, performing somewhere in the world. And then moving on from that, the other sibling, Willow, was on stage, and I grabbed this video because I love hearing her belt out and sing. So let's just take a quick listen to to Willow. Let me tell you something. If y'all are not into Willow Smith, you better get on it. Yes. Her music is is it's a little eclectic. Like I said, mm-hmm. she always gives me like Gwen Stefani, no doubt vibes a little bit. But she's just so freaking dope. I love Willow. So interesting. All right, and so our next video, I think we're going, we're moving on to the patriarch, which is Will. So <laughs> Will Smith, his Instagram page is by far the best thing on, including my own page. It's <laughs> the best thing on Instagram. So you need to follow at Will Smith. So he and Jada, as I said, they were on vacation. I believe they're in Tanzania, I think, mm. if I'm not mistaken. There was a spider that found its way into their villa or wherever they're staying. Take a look. That looks like it might be poisonous. This will be starting. It ain't poisonous, Jada. Oh, God. And we're not seeing him. Oh, damn, there he is. There he is. Hold up. There he is, right there. That's in our room. Oh, we starting with that in our room. No, no, it's fine, babe. It's fine. He's yeah. got a stinger on the back. There ain't no stinger. Babe, look at that long ass. What do you think that's? Or is that his leg? I I feel like you can't start with that. Like, that can't be the first thing you see in your room. Well, can you spray it? No, 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 no. We got it. I got it. What you, here. You just, (laughs) here, take this. What do you want me to do? Oh, sh. She's like, I don't want you to see me kill this thing. But I feel like the the great thing about this video that I love is that we are um, so used to seeing them like so kind of like produced and ready for the camera. Like this was just a candid moment. And I feel like Jada was doing every single thing that every girl I've ever dated has done. Like she is not going anywhere near that thing. This video. So he's on safari somewhere, I'm assuming in Africa. Um, And then he starts singing a very familiar song. Y'all take a listen. I am telling you, he has the best Instagram page. So one of my goals in life is to just make a gazillion dollars so that I feel like Will Smith is the big brother I've always wanted (laughs) so that we can actually be big brother. Yeah. Um, He reminds me so much of one of my good friends. But anyway, check this silly man out as he is doing something supposed to be so official. And I believe he's in Japan. He's supposed to be doing something so official, but he's such a big clown. Y'all take a look. Rapping, drama, comedy, action, 
The fact that she thought about it though, she was like, you know what? You know what? Nah, I got it. But she really thought about it. And closing us out, so this is one of my favorite videos. If you did watch the first Prince of Bel Air, there was an episode when Will was like singing, and I'm uh, and I'm telling you by Jennifer Holiday. And these are just a couple clips of it. It was like one of the last posts on his page. Take a look. I love this freaking (laughs) song. And the way he performed it on the show was just like ignorant. Of course. And what I love is that they keep mixing it (laughs) with what he did on the show. It's so dope. (laughs) Oh, but wait for it. There's a part coming that you're not going to be prepared for. Just wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Not the look of confusion. I don't know where they found that video to add this to the collage of videos, but that just the first time I saw it, it took me all the way out. I died laughing for at least five minutes. And I'm Tyler Tyson with your Mr. and Mrs. Smith news update. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for that. I do what I can. Okay, let's do this really quick. We're going to do our real talk segment where we just talk about something, something interesting. Okay, the question is, should you have a diverse friend group? They asked this question on this episode, actually. They did. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, I don't think it's... Do you need a friend group? No. Is it good to meet people who are different from you? Yes. Um, but we were talking about it a little bit earlier. We, or I'll, I'll speak for myself. You can speak for yours. But I don't have a lot of close friends that are not black. But I do have friends who who aren't black. They're just not as close to me. And having friends or people around me that are of different races allows me to just learn and be around their families and see the family dynamics and the differences between the two. I think it's good to know people of all different races. It's not necessary, but you should you should definitely open yourself up to that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as I stated earlier, there was a period in my life where everyone, like, I was the only black person in the group. Like, no matter where I went... I was the only black person. Um, and then I ended up going to a HBCU for college. And that's where everything changed. Remember, I was like, I can't yeah. remember where it changed. It was college. Because yeah. everyone, when you grow up, I feel like you're in a bubble. We all go to the same elementary, middle, high school. We all go to the same. I didn't really do camp, but camp-ish type activities. We all get like part-time jobs around the city. So it's just yeah. like we're always together. When you make the decision to go to different universities, unless I were to go to... And I got accepted, but I just opted not to go to most of my friends went to the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. If I had gone to the University of Florida, I would probably still have the same friends that I had in middle school. But I didn't. I went to a different school. Um, so I do think it's important to mm-hmm. have a diverse group. And I still keep in contact with everyone. You know, we still are very close. But are we like the best friends like we once were? No, yeah. but are, do we need to be best friend? No, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I have a couple, fr- and the people that are my best friends are my best friends because 
I feel like we're so much alike and we're kind of going through a lot of the same things. Like yeah. we all move to like faraway cities and, you know, trying to make it on our own and all of that stuff in like a weird professional environment. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the great thing is even if my close friends aren't ethnically diverse, I already have that foundation of being exposed to so many cultures and, and, and uh, experiences that, you know, it's it's already there. Yeah. Yes. And we live in L.A. There's just people of all kinds here. So there's really no choice but to be around different kinds of people. Absolutely. So that concludes our episode this Monday. This was a great episode. It was great. It was great. We'll see you back here next Monday, same time. It'll be another interesting conversation, I'm sure. I'm Tyler Simone. You can follow me on Instagram at Tyler. No, sorry. Changed it. Miss Tyler Simone. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be here very consistent week after week. (laughs) You can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tice. You can get your entire life. Follow me on all social media. You heard it. We'll see you next week. Peace. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined.